Welcome to The Marissa Morrison Show, where you'll discover your inner power to create the life you desire. I'm Marissa, and I began my business as a 19-year-old, single mom, broke, and in college. Today, I run a seven-figure business that teaches entrepreneurs how they can have it all without the frustration and overwhelm. Abundance, peace, joy, and overflowing love are available to you. And I'm here to show you the way to a richer, more vibrant life that radiates into your business, bringing you higher profits and profound fulfillment. You see, when you connect with the miracle that is you, you become an unstoppable force that doesn't need to push for success. Consider this an invitation to step into a new world of possibilities, empowering perspectives, and radical breakthroughs. Buckle up and get ready to see the world around you in an entirely new light. This is your life, and you don't need to wait to experience your dreams. It all starts now. If you feel like your portfolio is just not hitting the mark, you have a vision for what you want your work to look like and the types of clients you want to attract, but you just know that right now it's not happening, something is missing, guess what? You are in the right place because today we are going to talk about exactly what is the most powerful action, the one most powerful action for that matter, that is going to empower you to elevate your portfolio. Because believe it or not, you have way more power than you even understand. And this one action, this shift, when I integrated this into my process with our clients and booking as well. It changed the entire game for me. And after 15 years in this industry, you know, I would say about half of my career, I did not do this. And the other half, I have been doing this, maybe a little more than half. Regardless, it is transformational. Okay. So we've got to have this conversation. So I'm so excited that you're here and I just want to welcome you in. And I, Know that you have big dreams. And what I know to be true is that anything is possible for you. I know that the vision that you have for your portfolio is actually way closer than you could even imagine. I'll never forget a time whenever I was looking at Style Me Pretty. It was early on in my career, and it was this gorgeous wedding with this beautiful design. And I just remember feeling like, oh my gosh, I could take those photos. If I just got that kind of wedding to book, I was not booking the clients that were truly aligned to the vision. I, you know, there was one point where I was struggling to get those clients. And that's why I'm so, so passionate about educating photographers and also teaching our students inside of the wedding photography masterclass because I know, hey, I was in your shoes. I struggled too. And I realized that it's really the smallest shifts that make the biggest difference in terms of you being able to create artistry that is fulfilling and that really embodies the vision that you hold. And so that's why I'm sharing this one powerful action that you need to integrate into your process today, all right? Now, before we dive in, I just wanna take a moment and ask you to pause with me and just become present You know, I know that you have so much to do, so much on your plate. You're wearing so many hats and you are a rock star. You are carrying the weight of so much. And I see you and I admire you. I'm so proud of you. 
And I think to get the most out of our time together, it's really important that you are present in this moment. So go ahead and just take a nice deep breath, let go of all the things on your to-do list, and really come into this present moment, maybe rubbing your fingers together, connecting to the sensations of your body, noticing colors around you, and just another nice deep breath. Just release all the pressures of today. We're having a heart-to-heart conversation. We're talking about what we love most as far as creating art goes. And so really coming into this moment and just connecting with me, we're going to have a great, great conversation. Now, one more thing before we actually get down to the nitty gritty is if you have enjoyed this podcast and if you have gained a inkling of value from these episodes, I would love to ask you to pause this episode, take 60 seconds. It's so easy to do. Just scroll on down and you'll see write a review prompt. Go ahead and leave a short written review and give this podcast five stars. It means the absolute world to me. And it really does help others out there who are looking for answers to find this podcast because we're here for you. We're here for them. And we are all about bringing dreams to life. And one of those dreams is that portfolio you see in your mind. All right. So here we go. Without further ado, what is the one thing that you really have to do in order to elevate your portfolio? I'm going to tell you where the magic lies. It is a make or break period. And it is the timeline. The timeline is everything. It is absolutely everything. As an artist, as a photographer, it is almost impossible to create art under pressure when you are rushed. How many times have you been at a wedding or at a session, but more specifically a wedding, and you were like running to get things done? You are doing so much to try to bring the vision to life with very little time. Here's the thing. The client feels it too. When you don't have a great timeline, the client feels rushed. You feel rushed. And not only is that going to impact your ability to be creative, but it's also going to impact the way in which your client is expressing themselves. So that means it's going to impact the photos. It's this total picture of how the timeline influences the entire day for you, for your client, and for all the vendors who are working so hard to make magic for this couple. And so the timeline is a make or break. Now, depending on where you are in the industry, what type of clientele you're serving, where your prices are, where you're located, the timeline is one of those things that the planner may have already created or your client may not have a planner and they're really looking to you for guidance or perhaps they are looking for a planner, they're booking you first and they haven't gotten a planner yet. What I have found to be the tried and true method is during the discovery call, I will gain all the information I need in order to craft a timeline for them. And, you know, I let them know, hey, it's tentative. This is only specific to the portraits. I have also done this with planners and they really value it. I've also had some planners that say, hey, we do the timeline. We'll take care of it for you. Don't worry about it. 
And so you really want to be flexible in the process here because it is important that you are thinking about the other vendors who are serving the client. But I can tell you nine times out of 10, my portrait timeline saves the day. And it also benefits all of the vendors. How many times have you also gone to create a timeline and it's a month or two before and they say, oh no, you can't come that early. I've already gotten hair and makeup. Guess what? It's too late. The other thing with creating a timeline is a lot of clients will kind of say, hey, I need six hours or hey, I need eight hours. And they are doing so to the best of their ability in terms of what they know they will need and what they believe they will need. So it's no fault to them. But also a lot of times it's because maybe a friend shared or maybe it's what they read online. But you are the expert here. You're the one with the expertise. You can look back at previous wedding days and say, where did I feel the most rushed? When do I feel blocked creatively the most? And really looking at your timelines that you're creating and saying, what is the minimum amount of time I need to create true works of art? during each section of the day. I'm talking about your flat lay, your bridal prep. Don't forget your transition. You know, if the bridesmaids are coming out of a hotel room and you're moving down to the street for portraits or up to the balcony, you're gonna need at least 10 minutes for that transition to get your gear, to get all the beautiful ladies out the door. You know, there's a lot to think about. How much time, like what is your minimum for bride and groom portraits and creating a timeline based on these boundaries. Now, inside of the Wedding Photography Masterclass, I do give my students my timeline so they can structure theirs specifically to what I know really works. But this timeline is truly, like I said, a make or break. Now, another thing about the timeline that's really fun is, like I was saying with the timing, when you give them the timeline, include that with your tailored proposal. Because in the tailored proposal, now the client has a lot of clarity as to why they need to book a certain amount of time. And so they're no longer guessing. If you tell them that they need 10 hours, they can look at that timeline and see very clearly exactly where is the time going. Now, another thing that comes up is, okay, well, my client wanted to you know, reduce the price. They wanted to reduce the hours of coverage. And so they wanted to take it off the top. I set a boundary and it really is for your client's best interest and for their experience. I do not allow time to be reduced from the top of the timeline, only from the bottom. So from the reception. And so really having this conversation of what's most important to your client during that discovery call is everything. It's so vital. So with the timeline, a really good, solid portrait timeline, your client is going to have a better experience on their wedding day. You are gonna have more creative space. You are going to accurately book the hours that are actually needed instead of trying to sell more later or, you know, feeling rushed and like being like, I will never do six hours again (laughs) or whatever the case may be. The vendors are going to also be more in alignment with you because you'll be able to share this portrait timeline from the beginning. And again, remember with vendors, you really want to be flexible. It's not your way or the highway with the timeline. 
There are many times that I've had to make adjustments to ensure that everyone on the team felt supported because I'm not the one running the show, especially if you're working with a planner. I cannot stress enough that you really want to honor the planner's process. Trust them, but also have the discussion about the timeline. If they give you a timeline that doesn't feel right, go ahead and have the discussion. But remember, it's not with the attitude of it's my way or the highway. It's with the attitude of here's the client's vision. How can we work together to ensure that everyone is happy? Because the client is at the heart of this. They are the whole purpose behind everything. And so when you have that timeline, remember to be flexible with all the vendors. The other thing is you're going to make a higher profit. You know, I've talked to so many photographers along the way that are booking six-hour packages and really allowing this lack of service to happen truly because the client's on the receiving end of it. The client may feel like they're getting a better deal, but when the day comes, they're going to not have as good of an experience as they could. You as the photographer will not make as much money and you are put under pressure. The whole thing is not in the best interest of really anyone involved. And so that's why creating a portrait timeline from the beginning is key. A better final result for everyone. Hey you, have you ever followed a strategy for business growth only to feel stuck? I get it. If you don't know my story, you should, because I haven't always had the success I have today. I had only once dreamed of photographing the fashion, designs, and people I'm paid to photograph today. I come from humble beginnings. I began my career as a 19-year-old, single mom, broke, and in college. I made a lot of guesses and mistakes along the way. I struggled for years to attract clients that would pay higher prices and dreamed of photographing high-end fashion, designs, and stunning venues. I wanted more. So I became obsessed with figuring out how, and I did. I created a process that changed everything. And since 2015, this process has been proven and tested by hundreds of photographers just like you. It works. I've refined it over the years and I've decided to teach it to you for free. Yep, for free. I've taken the past 15 years of experience and I've boiled it down into one training. I'm calling it the four secrets to your wildly profitable photography business. And for a limited time, it's available to you for free. (laughs) Get in there and access all of the gold because if you are ready to stand out from the crowd, book dream clients with predictability and scale to 10,000 to 25,000 K months, click the link in the description because it won't be available for long. And I'll see you in class. Now, leading up to the day, you really want to review this timeline. On the wedding day, you should know it like the back of your hand. It should not be something that you are pulling up to look at to try to remember, okay? You really need to know the timeline. You also want to touch base with all vendors prior to the wedding day. And I'm not talking about the band, okay, and the catering. I'm talking about the vendors that are specifically connected to your portion of the day when you'll be taking portraits. So for example, if there's a video team, hair and makeup, right? The planner, have these discussions in advance. Also the venue. Now, if there is a planner, the planner will take care of all of this for you. So the planner will be your one point person. 
But there will be times in which you don't have a planner and you're planning to go to the venue for portraits, for example, but the venue may not allow you to be there until an hour before the ceremony begins. And so that plan would not work. (laughs) Okay. So having these discussions beforehand, the worst case scenario is you show up and none of the vendors are on the same page as you and you're trying, you're like, but I did the timeline. Guess what? If everyone's not on the same page, nothing works. Okay. Now, In addition to that, I'm going to give you a few other golden nuggets in terms of elevating your portfolio to also put in your back pocket so that you can really make the most of your next wedding. First and foremost, I just want to say if you have weddings three to six months out and you're like, okay, Marissa, this is great, but I haven't created those timelines yet. It's not too late to start having that discussion with your current clients. It's not too late to create the timeline in advance because it's still months in advance, even if they booked you a while back. Okay. So this isn't something to wait for new clients to activate. This is something to start doing today with the clients you have, because you're going to be going to those weddings and you're going to be feeling like hot dog it. I should have done it. Okay. (laughs) I cannot stress enough. So another thing that is really going to help you is ensuring that you and the client have a shared vision. You really want to understand their values and what's most important to them and what are they drawn to in your work? What type of imagery are they hoping for? What do they want the experience to be like? And so having that discussion is really going to guide you on how to address the day and what your process should look like for the wedding day specifically. You know, I have some clients, for example, that really want images that are very editorial and that look like they came out of a magazine. And oftentimes those require a bit more direction and support. Whereas I have other clients that say, hey, Marissa, I really want something that is fly on the wall. You know, I don't even want to know you're there. (laughs) A lot of my brides, I can't say that I've actually had a bride like that, but usually the bride and groom may share that vision. And so during there are certain parts where maybe I bring in the direction and the editorial look, But there's also times in which most of the day I am really honoring that request of, hey, I don't want this to be a production. I want this to be very minimal in terms of interaction. I just want to be with my people. And so I think that it's important to have that conversation with your clients and really get down to the heart of how they see their day going, because it's the only way that you're going to know how to show up and how to serve. Another thing that I love to do that I think is so important is scouting. I think it is so unprofessional to be with your clients. Let's say they just did a first look and you're looking around going, okay, where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? And you're trying to figure it out with them. You should scout in advance. And if I were you, I would do it the same time of day as portraits. I love to use this time to photograph all scenery prior so I don't have to worry about that on the day of. And I'm also looking at the light. I'm really gaining an understanding of, okay, where is going to be the most flattering for skin tones? What is the most beautiful background? And getting really clear on that. That brings me to my second point. The background is so important. I cannot tell you how many times I've looked at portfolios and galleries and it's like the photography is actually great. Like the settings are good. The posing is good. The moment's great. Background is... (laughs) Okay. So make sure that you are aware of backgrounds. Like a bad background can make or break an image. 
it's a difference of being able to use it in your portfolio and not. Another thing I think is worth saying, because I've been looking at a lot of galleries lately with students, and I've seen this a good bit, and so I just want to put it out there, try to avoid brick as much as possible. Now, if the brick is painted white, there might be an exception, but if it is traditional brick, avoid it. Do not use it in the background. It is not speak the language of high-end clientele or what they are really looking for. Another thing whenever it comes to your portfolio is organic connection between the clients. Now, if you are doing portraits of the bride and the groom, you are likely guiding them, you know, you're supporting them. You're looking for the real emotion, of course. But let me tell you what, they do not necessarily always feel like a model. This may be their first time in front of the camera, especially I see this in the groom. You know, he is being a good sport. He's having a great attitude and, you know, really wanting and valuing the photos and showing up to the best of his ability and the bride too, but they feel a little awkward. You know, it's just like they've never done this, much less they've never gotten married, most of them. So it's natural for them to kind of forget certain things. If you have them go chest to chest and you have the bride have her hands on him, please do not leave his hand dangling to the side or in his pocket. Have him embrace his lady, okay? (laughs) Pay attention to the body language between your subjects, the bride and the groom or the wedding party or whatever it is. Bring them together into what communicates intimacy and romance and joy and connection. Look at where their hands are. Now, in addition to that, I think the other side of it is really almost meditating on each wedding. This is my last thing for you, okay, in elevating your portfolio. And we could stay on this topic for a long time, and maybe I'll do another episode and dive deeper. Really, the the number one action that you can do to change everything for you is that timeline. This is just some golden nuggets, all right? So when you are coming up to the wedding that week, one thing that I will do is I will, in the morning and at night, I will, in my mind, I close my eyes, you know, because I'm getting ready for bed and I'll just, you can do this any time of day. It doesn't have to be morning or night, but you really want to just run through all the moments, see the entire day, see yourself knocking it out the park, see your clients so happy, you know, really go through the poses that you want, looking at your portfolio and asking yourself, what's missing in my portfolio? And really being intentional about bringing what's missing into this next day so that during that wedding, you are creating for your portfolio, but first and foremost for the client. Because if you are elevating your portfolio, that means that that client's gallery is going to be elevated from what they saw when they booked you because you didn't have this in your portfolio when they booked you. So think about how you're elevating your portfolio on the wedding day. See yourself really nailing those shots because when you do on the wedding day, your client is going to be receiving a better experience because the final product is gonna be more than they even thought they would receive. Now in this, the magic is that by reviewing, by meditating on this day, It's like studying for a test. You know the timeline like the back of your hand. You've scouted. You know the locations. You've studied and lived it in your mind. And a really fun fact is that 
actually the power of visualizing your future and experiencing the joy and the exhilaration of knowing you've created magic within your camera is the brain actually doesn't know the difference of whether it's happening in real life or not. Now, you know the difference, yes, consciously, but on a biological neuroscience level, the brain doesn't know the difference. And there have been many studies on this. And so when you are activating this, in fact, they did a study with people who practice the piano in their mind versus those that practice a certain song on the piano. And the same neural patterns were still within the mind of those that did not ever touch a piano. And so that's what I mean is you're creating these neural patterns within your mind and you are experiencing it before it even happens. And so when you're at the wedding itself, you are going to be so much more creative. You studied for that test, you were there and you were ready to perform. And I guarantee by doing so, you are going to come up with new ideas that you didn't even think of. It happens to me all the time, but it's only because I'm so well prepared, all right? Now, I hope that this conversation has empowered you and inspired you. I hope that you're thinking about these upcoming weddings with new inspiration, new ideas, and feeling so excited. I see photographers often looking out in the distance of, okay, how am I gonna build my portfolio? And they're not even looking at the clients and weddings they have coming up right in front of them. So don't forget to serve your clients first. And when you do so with the things that we talked about today, there will be a significant difference in the photographs that you create, all right? I love and adore you. Feel free to tag me in photos that you create. Share with me your journey. I am cheering you on and I'm so proud of you because I know that from today, you're gonna take action on your dreams in an entirely new way. In your portfolio, oh man, it's gonna be elevated. All right, my friend, I will talk to you very, very soon in our next episode. Here we are again at the conclusion of another episode. I'm sending you a virtual hug and I want you to know I am so proud of you for staying committed to your dreams. It's all possible and it begins with you. If you'd like to discover more support, visit marissamorrison.net where I have created opportunities for you to connect, expand, and to evolve into your greatest potential. Until next time, friend, I'm thinking of you and sending you all my love.